Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to episode 75 of the PDH Pod, the one and only Magic the Gathering podcast dedicated to bringing the PDH pals on the show every 15 episodes. I'm your host, Brad Drag V, <laughs> and everyone but me is on the East Coast, so let's see what they're up to. First up, Dave the Alcadron Vader. How's your week been? Uh, it's been really good. Uh, we are recording right now on Wednesday night. Correct. Today was my last day of school for a little while, and uh, it was not really a day of school. It was just a little, like, we call it the fall rally. It's like a, a big assembly sure. where we we celebrate and recognize all the, the different fall clubs and the the fall sports that are going on. And uh, yeah. then we all go home at, like, 1030. So, uh, <laughs> awesome. I've, yeah, uh, and I get, you know, the next couple of days off, which is a much needed break for me and I'm mm-hmm. really excited about it. I am having a good time. I'm recovering from all of the terrible nonsense that happened to me in October and, uh, <laughs> feels pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. Thanksgiving Eve is always traditionally like the biggest drinking night of the year. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, could, I, I was could. a bartender for a long time and that was, it was it was the night every bartender wanted to work because you'd make that night out of any night of the year, you'd make the most money and tips. Like it was just crazy because, you know, there's so many people in town and off work and they don't want to be in the kitchen one minute longer than necessary. So they go out, you know, have dinner out, go out drinking, yeah, yeah. yada, yada. So no, it was a good that sounds time. awesome. All right. Next up, as usual, is our resident PDH PhD. Liam, how's your uh, vacation? It started already, right? My vacation is fantastic. I am on day one of my vacation. Mm, perfect. Did you sleep in, or are you a sleeping in type person when you're off, or what? I wish I was a sleeping in type person. No. Uh, <laughs> so normally, I wake up around 6 to be ready for my job, and this mm-hmm. morning, my body decided that it would be a perfect time to wake up at 3.30. Wow. Yeah. So, no. so I am, just, I am no. <laughs> many caffeine cups deep. At this point in the day, uh, right? Because my my internal clock is screaming that it's nine p.m. and that we're finished yep. recording. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, uh, not quite. That is not the case. So we did start a little earlier than normal, we, but not we, not quite that early. Right. We did start. We did start a little bit early, but 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 it is still like many cups of caffeine, like like couple consumed before this that I'll I'll run through by the time we're done. Uh, I have no idea why I woke up at. Three thirty, four o'clock this morning, but I did. Uh, it just happens sometimes. Your body's like, ah, I'm rested. Let's go. Yeah. It's like, ooh, we're ready to start the day. I'm like, ah, this is a day we don't need to do anything. Uh, so yeah, lots of video games today. But the, the the week overall has been pretty good. It's been pretty good. Good, good deal, good deal. All right, well, saving the guests for last, we have Sniffow and Drixis from the PDH Pals in the studio with this week. Uh, welcome back to the show, guys. How's it going? Yo, 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 yo. Yeah, thanks for having yo, us yo, for yo. round five on this. It's been uh, 15 episode episodes. Tradition. I know, right? Holy Crazy. moly. Holy moly, do indeed. These, do these episodes even do any good? Are you just putting on just to humor us? <laughs> they they do me good. These are these all right. Are not if, if it does not good, good. Yeah. this is good for, for me soul. personally. That's I get right. to, I get to hear your the voice all the time. It, it 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 helps me to know that you can also hear my voice sometimes. That is that is right. a huge benefit to doing this. 
like to know my voices interacting. I, I, I do them forever just for that. Yeah. See, there you go. It'll be uh, what ninety the next time you guys are on. Yeah. Yeah, ninety. Yeah. That's Damn. wild. Fucking wild. That's cool. man. You guys are really coming up on a hundred. I know, right? Can you believe it? That's crazy. I don't know. Let's see if I can scroll through here real quick. Episode one hundred is on May fifteenth, tentatively. May fifteenth. Wow. Craziness. I guess a hundred one a week is right about two years. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. 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 How many Just episodes did you did you think you guys were going to get through when you started? I honestly had no idea when I first sort of came up with this idea and approached Liam and Dave about it. Like I literally thought my very first idea was to do it like twice a month or once a month. And it would be like, eh, we'd get 30 or 40 episodes in and it would just sort of like fizzle out. But it's been exactly the opposite. What did you think, Dave? Were you like, eh, this is a weird idea. What's going on here? I, I honestly had no idea what to expect. Like I, I don't know anything about podcasting. Like, I still don't know anything about podcasting. Like, <laughs> you're still a professional, though. Come on. I, <laughs> I, I was. Talk. I, I didn't have any. I didn't come in with any expectations of like how many episodes we would do, or like how many downloads per episode we were going to get, or like what you know what kind of feedback from the community we were going to get. I was just like, this sounds yeah. like a really fun project. Like, I want to, I want to talk about PDH with other people who are passionate about talking about PDH, and like, if other people listen, that sounds like it's going to be a good. Uh, yeah. And if they don't, like, I'm going to have fun. So, like, whatever. Like, I'm I'm just along for the ride, man. And then, like, yeah. every now and again, Brad will will post in the Discord, uh, in the in the in the Discord that no one else gets to see, in the the hosts only yes. Discord. He'll, he'll post these like uh, screenshots of the what's the word I'm looking for? Di- like performance. Performance, yes, performance things. You know, like the, these are the episodes with uh, the different numbers of downloads, and I'm like, man, those are big numbers. What happened? Like, I have, I have like ten friends, but like, those numbers are bigger than ten. Yeah, yeah, considerably. Yeah, I was not expecting that kind of number. I don't know if those are huge in the podcast world, but I was expecting like a couple dozen, you know, like you know, a handful of people that we talk to every every day about PDH, like those people would listen. But you know, having multiple hundred per episode is quite uh humbling i guess yeah it's wild yeah so uh yeah i guess i didn't i didn't come in with particular expectations but whatever i wasn't expecting it definitely wasn't this this was uh yeah yeah, this is far exceeding all all of whatever i thought was gonna happen yep all right well cool before we get to the main topic and a uh, pretty hefty this week in magic let's talk about how we're gonna get to a hundred and that's by Patreon. The support of our patrons make it possible. So if you like the show and you like what we're doing here, consider supporting us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash the PDH pod. By being a patron, you get access to the pre-show, which is, uh, I, I used to say it's a short bonus recording of us every week, but now it's it's been over an hour each of the last few weeks. So uh, you get that, like a little bonus episode each week. You get uh, early access to the episode before it goes live. I usually post that the night before on Patreon. And then finally, you get access to the PDH Pod Discord server where you can chat with the crew. Some of the pals are on there as well, as well as being patrons. Uh, you get help with your decks. You can chat about spoilers and all that good stuff. Uh, lastly, check out the YouTube channel and the Twitch channel or just the PDH PDH pod on both of those platforms as well. And the latter uh, on Twitch is where I stream PDH uh, via spell table every Saturday evening, uh, roughly about 5 p.m. Central. So uh, I think we got that house uh, efficiently cleaned up. Liam, what do you got for this week in magic? 
Well, to start this week in magic, nobody asked me how I thought about the podcast. Oh, hell. What do you think about the podcast? What did you expect from the podcast? I honestly am, am like Dave. I I didn't know what to expect going into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it certainly wasn't where we are now. Uh, and I will hopefully have a more detailed reflection on May 15th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like a good time. Yeah, to get, yeah, one of the big it. things... Yeah, you have time. Yeah, one of the big things I, I that I, is different is I didn't expect it to be like a a weekly thing. Like I said, when I first started it, I thought it would be just be like, oh, when we come up with a topic, we'll talk about it. But it just seems like we have more topics than than episodes now. So uh, we have more topics yeah. than we have time. Right. Exactly. So yeah, I'm happy with the obviously with the weekly releases. I just didn't fully expect that. Yeah. But yeah. So cool. Uh, more importantly, in in the greater magic sphere, for this week in magic, uh, mm-hmm. we start off with some art theft, a little, bit of, little bit of angie face here. Mm-hmm. Uh, ignore the fact that the the link takes you to the secret layer page. I I messed that up. <laughs> so art theft. There was uh, in the artist of the Lost Caverns of Exelon Commando Wayfarers Bobble. The stairs in the background are, per- are apparently like an inverted piece of artwork from an, another artist and wizards has suspended work with that artist pending an investigation. That's what you need to know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I actually read that guy's statement and it looked like, I mean, compared to a lot of the other like art plagiarism things that have happened in the magic world. Yeah. It seemed pretty benign. Um, the guy, the guy released a statement. I forgot his name already, but he released I, a statement saying that uh, he he likes to start with other artists' work and just like modify and paint over it and change it until it is like very thoroughly his own. Mm-hmm. But in huh. this case, he just sort of lost track of what the original looked like, and didn't <laughs> double check back in the end that he had changed it enough to be distinctively his own, and he, like he's already like reached out to the original artist to like you know issue a very sincere and heartfelt apology and like do whatever he can to make it right because he's very embarrassed so yeah, like I, huh. I mean i would be embarrassed huh. if i took literally the same fucking image <laughs> that's exactly what <laughs> it is i mean then look what but, i like, did re- reading that explanation you can see that it has changed like some some things right, have yeah. been added so, removed messed with like he yeah. did tinker with it and like i don't know how to make art so like his explanation of just starting with someone else's art and changing it like that that tracks with me, I guess. I don't know that, what's going that on. That feels like collage, but a step further. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Yeah, well, Picasso I mean, said that uh, good artists copy and great artists steal. Yeah. So I, I have no idea. The path he was on. I didn't even realize the artist of the Wayfarer's Bobble actually put out a statement. I just I just saw the original statement followed by Wizards. Uh, I, I saw the, the original artist's statement followed by Wizards' statement. Um. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I can believe it was an honest mistake, but I, I honestly don't know. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. let wizards make that distinction of if they and would continue like to work with that. An upside down staircase seems like an odd item to put in your artwork if you're trying to be like, <laughs> you know, it wasn't, like steal it wasn't something. upside down. It was, it was the original art was flipped le- left to right. Oh, yep. okay, I see what you're saying. If it was yep. upside down. That'd be really funny. <laughs> that'd be like mirrors. Nice. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um. I think the other artist was a magic artist. Yeah, too, yeah. Right? They're both yeah. Magi- so like they were both magic. They're both magic. There's artists. no way they were like, oh, they'll never know. <laughs> I don't. I don't think the other artist was a magic artist. Yeah, they were both they? are. He's done. Yeah. He's done magic cards before. Yeah, he, oh, does, okay. he does a lot of uh, uh, lands and stuff like that. Gotcha. Cool. Okay. But yeah. Outside of ra- random art theft, 
the Secret Vossary Super Drop finally happened. Been talking about it for like five weeks at this point. It is currently live. I don't know when it ends. I really don't care. Uh, mm-hmm. It has three universes beyond drops in it. It has Tomb Raider, uh, Jurassic World, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, There's a lot of artistic choices that were made that really don't make a whole lot of sense uh, in terms of like color scheming and, and, and which cards were included on, on which. Like They, they put Itali, a Spinosaurus, on the T-Rex card, and then they put right. Regisaur Alpha, a T-Rex on the spinosaurus card and then polyraptor's blue like i i don't did know you see the, they made you a see lot the of colossal choices. dreadmaw i, the colossal I dreadmaw is the most egregious the, the brachiosaurus man what the hell are I, they thinking i, I, <laughs> I don't know it, in their defense, salty about the dinosaurs brachiosaurus are large and have big mouths so they are, like they are awesome dinosaurs too like you know, i love I, them but it is not a fucking dreadsaw dreadsaur it's not dreadmaw. it's not a yeah. Mob. No. Uh, yeah. I'm a I'm a little upset that uh Rampaging Ferocidons was reprinted in it again when it was just a special guest for Ixalan. Like it the whole layer like is just a mess. Um D- but the, decisions yeah. were made. But the they, other Jurassic layer, uh which is Magic <laughs> X Doctor <laughs> Ian Malcolm, is fantastic in every single step along the way, including the task. That is also a decision. That has been made. I, I mean, but that was the correct decision to make. Oh, okay. Like, what? One of the decisions of all time. <laughs> yes, it was one of them. It was. It was a correct decision to make. Uh, it outs- really was. Outside of universes beyond, there is uh, an extra tones secret layer. There is a mycosynth wave secret layer, which is like an art style, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. There is a secret layer they're calling into the wormhole that is just more galaxy foil commander staples. Uh, there is the Lost Caverns showcase layer that we've been seeing for about the last year and a half. Each each standard set gets a layer associated with it. Uh, there is a layer called Paradise Frost. These are full art snowlands, and there is a gift wrapped secret layer, which I it's think... not actually gift wrapped. Right, it's a secret <laughs> layer where like the art style is wrapping paper. Yeah, and I it's think actually that pretty, is pretty cool. It was cooler than I expected it to be. Uh, it's pretty lost on me, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it is surprisingly surprisingly more uh, artsy than I was expecting. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's quite a concept. I yeah. don't know how they came up with it. <laughs> yeah. They're really just doing whatever. It's, it's a concept for sure. Running it's out. one of the concepts of all time, as Dave would yes, say. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and then in final news. This week, the Magic Con schedule for 2024 was released. Uh, in 2023, they did four Magic Cons. In 2024, they are going to be doing three. The first one is in February. It is in Chicago. The second one is later in the year in Amsterdam. And the third one is, looks like they're trying to repeat uh, uh, Magic Summit this year. It is Halloween weekend, uh, the yep, October 27th-ish in Vegas. Uh, so, you know, Vegas is always a big event, but being Halloween weekend, like, I mean, Magic Summit isn't a, a Wizards of the Coast sponsored event, but their attendance suffered this year because of that weekend. I I'm very intrigued to see twelve months from now what that attendance looks like. Yeah, moving it from November to oh, sorry, sorry, from September to October was a choice, certainly a choice. But more importantly, uh, looking at the Chicago one because that one's coming up. It is the end of February. We yep. already have a a large portion of PDH people who are confirmed going yeah like yeah, yeah clay from the cpdh guide is confirmed he is going uh ryan from the common connoisseurs 
has indicated he is planning on going. Chris from OMG MTG and the Common Calls CPDH tournament has said he is going. I think he got a creator pass. Bobby from the Sanctuary CPDH tournament series is going. And Patreons of the show, Bill and Brownie, have both indicated that they're considering it, Mm -hmm. I think. And finally, I think the pals are going. Eric is so. Is that right? Oh, yeah, buddy boy. They don't even have a choice. I already got the hotel. (laughs) There you go. They no longer have a choice. And you're not just going. Like, you, uh, they acknowledge that you're going. We are are content creators somehow. Wow. In in Wizard's Mm -hmm. Eyes. In Wizard's Eyes. In Wizard's Eyes. That's what matters here. The fancy badges and probably a swag bag. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And, but yeah, the all the main, I guess the main four, what's become the main yeah. four will all be going, I believe. Uh, me, Eric, Jeremy, and Fred. Jeremy's, Jeremy's on the fence, but he's he's not really on it anymore. He, he, he's, he's, going. he's going. We're not letting him go. Yeah, he, he doesn't have a choice for this <laughs> one. He weaseled right. his way out of Vegas. He's not exactly. He's not this one. <laughs> well, congrats on getting the content creator uh, acknowledgement. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Very exciting. And finally, finally, I'm. I'm curious, what is the PDH pod member status? Because I don't think any of us have, it have, is, have indicated one way or the other. It's getting closer and closer for me to just go ahead and drive the 10-hour round trip for like a day. I don't think I'll do all weekend, but I would love to do like Saturday. 10-hour you know, like round trip day. in a day? Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Hope you're ready for a I mean, if, hour I, I can think of a couple reasons why not. <laughs> <laughs> if if the family wants to go and wants to find something else to do while I'm at the con, then we'll probably stay overnight. But yeah, I could get there and back in the day, hang out, right. do some stuff. <laughs> Dave, what about you? Uh, I desperately want to go. I, after hearing all the stories of what happened in Vegas, like the, like wh- while Vegas was happening, I was like, I I hope they're having a great time. Like I nothing nothing yeah. but the best for them. And then after it happened, like hearing about it, seeing the pictures, I was like, man, I hecked up big time <laughs> FOMO by not for being sure. there. Yeah, oh yeah, the, the FOMO hit me like a brick. Like yeah. the week afterwards, and like I th- there is. Like I, I missed Vegas because there was an other world event. Like the the actual the big other world event. Yeah, There's yeah, a yeah. mini other world event in February. It's either going to be on that weekend or like the weekend before, and I don't know mm-hmm. which one yet. And like if if they share a weekend, I might skip other world to go <gasps> to, to the to this thing because because it's not it's not a full other world event. It's it's a it's a mini event. Yeah, but I might. It's a mini event that I love dearly, and every time I go to it, I'm I'm delighted that I went. It just it sure, like completely sure. like fills up the emotional like gas tank with like all these people getting to see all these people that I love and doing activities that I love. It's it's a remarkable thing, but like However. I don't know if I can I don't know if I can miss a second Magic Con. <laughs> And like and and one where the pals are content creators like I know right that's awesome. There there are like silly half-assed arguments to be made that i am a pal yeah and i could yeah, get honestly. i could get in you're, on that action you're in the intro video for their, for I'm their in stream, the intro. so yeah i'm in the intro twice a week 
I'm definitely doing Detroit, and I'm definitely doing Vegas next year. So Chicago might be a stretch, but I would love to make it. What about you, Liam? Uh, so I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat where it's very, very tempting. And after seeing Vegas last year, I would, I would hate to miss out on something that I can actually drive to. Sure, because uh, it's almost going to be basically the same group that was at Vegas at Chicago, right, right. in addition to Bobby and Brownie and everybody to be in there. Right. So, so it's definitely something that I'm looking at and hopefully we'll have a more concrete answer by next week. Right. Because if I'm going to go, I'm going to take advantage of the discounted passes for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Mm, there you Ooh, go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All the, all the passes are like five to 10% off this coming weekend when they, when they, when they go live on Monday, they're like 10% off for a sure. week ish kind of like four or five days. Nice. Um, so I would like to have a concrete answer before that expires so that I could potentially get in on that discount tiny bit. Yeah, that would be sick. <laughs> Cause it, yeah, it would, that would be, it would help in the, the process <laughs> of going. Uh huh. Yeah. Hey, sure. I'm just but saying, yeah, I, you know, too much do and Brown, you're going, you don't want to miss them. I, I know. That's the know. real thing here. I've met so many people in person this from this true. community, and those two are on the list of people I have not met yet. Yeah. Exactly. So, I so. love both of those people. I want to I want to see them. They're both yeah. tremendous human beings. They really are. They mm-hmm. really are. So, All right, cool. I guess we can move on to the main topic now. So uh, listeners out there, if you're feeling like your playgroup has gotten a little stale or maybe you want to branch out to learn some other ways to spice up your PDH play, then we have a show for you. For this fifth installment of the pals, we wanted to make sure, or we wanted to make some time to go over the various different types of game modes uh, that there are out there to play, and specifically Popper Commander, obviously. Uh, let's start off with a question first, though. Um, with all these different game modes, have they always been a part of the pals meta? Like, were they on the streams like from day one, or did they sort of like evolve into being in place? On the streams, I'm not so sure, but I will say. Uh, obviously not all of them. Some of them came out well after we started sure, 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 sure. streaming and all that. But Plane Chase, at the very least, has been something we've done regularly th- since well before we even streamed uh, okay. with PDH and like other formats before we even knew about PDH. So at the very least, I can say that one. I don't know how much we played with the Vanguards, Eric. Did, nah, we, did we really play with those? We, we only started playing with those. We only started playing with those when we started streaming, I think. Yeah, but definitely Plane Chase. Plane Chase has been like a thing we've messed yeah. around with like, since it came out, basically. <laughs> Same with the island. We played so the island a lot, too, before, before oh, yeah. streaming. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that got incorporated as it came yeah. out, pretty much, as did a lot of these other ones we'll talk about. But, but yeah, I mean, we've always tried to add these other products that Wizards makes to spice up your uh, regular magic. Yeah, um, and it seems to work, too. Like, the stream loves it, chat gets really involved, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, chat. yeah, they're they're bastards. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, now the chat can uh, add them. Yeah, exactly. To our game, there's a whole other layer to that. But but yeah, they're um, you know, it's like another access to add to a normal game, right? Like you got you're playing the same decks over and over again. It might get a little boring, but you know, you can do one with those decks and plane chase, and now it's a different kind of thing, right? Or exactly. And Vanguard, which we'll talk about, and so a whole different game, and you know, so it gives you like multiple ways to mix and match. Uh, if you have less decks. Yep. So we've been kind of hinting at them. I think, um, excuse me, we got a little list here in the show notes. Uh, I think I'll just throw it over to you, Sniff, or uh, Drixis here. 
you just want to start from the top and sort of run down, run through them all and sort of give us a description, give the listeners sort of like a description of what the game style is or what the uh, extra pieces are, if you will. And uh, maybe we'll go over towards the end, like how do you rank them? What are your favorites? That sort of thing. So what do we got to start out with? I know you mentioned it a second ago, but it's Vanguard. Uh, what do you want to tell us about that? Sure. So here, I can I can kind of give the rundown on Vanguard since I've done it about a million times before <laughs> awesome. we start. <laughs> Uh, a game, and uh, you can type exclamation point Vanguard. Yeah, in the there chat. you go. Let, let uh, that's take care a nice of video uh, explaining how it works. If you were watching live, anyways, at twitch.tv slash yep. But the, the way Vanguard works, uh, basically, a long, long time ago, Wizards of the Coast made these gigantic, like, uh, important character cards, basically. Like, there's one for Urza, one for Mishra, there's one for Squee, like these classic, uh, I guess, like late 90s characters from from magic it, it started yeah. as the crew of the weatherlight and then it expanded from there yep yeah that sounds about right he has csays in there and all that so it's basically Gerard, they're these Tangarth, yep, Miri. yep they're all there but basically they're these giant cards they don't go in your deck or anything they just have extra effects that change uh aspects about your game so all of them modify your starting life total some of them give you more life some of them give you less life to start with all of them also uh, modify your starting and maximum hand size. Some of them, like, for instance, Gerard makes it so your max hand size is only four. While, like, I think Gix makes it plus three or something. So, like, pretty big variance. Right. So they added those two things. And then they also have an additional ability of some sort. Some of them are just passive effects. Uh, like, uh, was I think it's Mishra. Yeah, Mishra just says double your damage. Double combat. <laughs> double all Solid. damage. Not even combat, just... All damage dealt by creatures. Oh, it's just damage? Yeah. Also, oh, all damage dealt by creatures dealt by you control. Yep. All your pingers yeah. turn into dealt two by damage, creatures. boys. But yeah. So, like, some of them are just passive, while other ones are, like, activated abilities. Like, Sliver Queen is one of them. Uh, and yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. it gives you an activated ability. Pay three, create a 1-1 one, one Sliver. Now, how do the, um, how do people find these cards, like, say, in Scryfall, if they want to look for them? You got to put T colon Vanguard in. Okay. For them to pop up, I believe. So Vanguard is the actual type of card. Yeah, so the card type is Vanguard. Okay. But yeah, it's almost like an emblem. It's like outside of the game. It's um, but yeah. uninteractable, right? Right, they're just there. You should, there's nothing you can do about them. You should also type t- like T Vanguard in paper. There's in a, paper, there's yeah. There's a bunch of, of magic like online Arena ones. or MTGO ones right. that are not real. Yeah, there's, yeah, that's a good there's point. like there are, 70 there are, from Magic Online. Yeah, there's a ton for that are Remoto exclusives, and most of them have some sort of randomized random feature that can't quite be replicated in real life. Yeah. So like those and you'll know them when you see them. They're like purple and they look completely different. I want to play with some of them. Some um, of them are pretty cool. Some of them are some of them some do of them look are. pretty cool. I remember sure. we were talking about yeah. that. A few of them we could kind of make just work. Need to print them out. Pretty yeah. neat. Some of them are just terrible though. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really Yeah, Vanguard's really cool. Do you guys have a favorite like, Vanguard you like playing with? Like how I've I've never played with or against Vanguard. How does it work? Like you're like here's my commander and here's my Vanguard. Like Vanguard's yeah. changed how oh, you yes. play the game like drastically. Like um, Ashnod, if you swing, if Ashnod gets damaged by a creature, so the player who has her, like the creature mm-hmm. just immediately gets destroyed. So like yep. it really changes how you play the game. What, one just, of them is just yeah. Goblin Bombardment. Yeah, Takara. Oh, yeah, Takara is just Goblin Bombardment. Takara is Goblin Bombardment, and your starting and max hand size is plus three. Yeah. So you get to start with a ten-card hand, and you have Goblin Bombardment. But 
you you you're starting in max you're starting life is eight less and like so the other thing to keep in mind these cards were printed for 20 life games because these yes, these yes. are from like 97 yep. these these are like before before alternate formats existed with different life totals it was all 20 life so yep. this is as as originally designed this card was meant to make you start at 12 life <laughs> and so like in these in in pdh games where you start with 40 life instead of 20 <laughs> like if you're starting with <laughs> twice as much to balance it out uh the, the palace have doubled the life change yeah, so oh, that sure, starting that life sense. minus eight turns into starting life minus 16 and you're starting your game of pdh at 24 life and, and these are the type but of cards where where when you, you show up you know, goblin <laughs> you show up to a table a pdh table like you want to make sure everyone's on Vanguard. Like, you don't want to show up and just be, like, <laughs> the only guy oh, that's... Oh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, you can't have... Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, the whole table has to be doing it. Yeah. No, We yeah. should note that... And so that... Some of them are banned for us, too. Oh. Yeah, Air we tie? have banned a few. Yeah? Yeah, Airtie's banned, and so is Squee. Because Squee, Squee is, is banned. Yeah. one of the worst experiences you can have. And Airtie is way too strong. Airtie. Yeah, Airtie gives all your creatures Shroud, I believe. Hexproof. Hexproof, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Airtie is all creatures you control have Hexproof. Squee is uh, your opponents play with their hands face up. Yep. Very annoying. Squee starts <laughs> so, with three extra cards. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the the question you asked earlier, like, what's your favorite? Like, yeah. The the thing is, like, it is very possible. Like, as when these were originally designed, you were supposed to choose your Vanguard and, like, keep your choice of Vanguard in mind as you were building the deck. So you were going to build mm-hmm. a deck designed around taking advantage of your Vanguard card. And everyone else in that in that format, in that like arena season they were called back then, everyone else was also got to choose their own Vanguard and build a deck around their own. So like you, it completely shifted the balance of power in the game. But right. but everyone had access to that. Um and you get to you got to choose. So it's very very possible to like choose one of these and build a deck around it that just goes berserk. <laughs> like H- Hannah says your spells cost one last to play uh-huh like that's n- nuts like you could just build you know like crazy decks out of that miri says each of your basic lands can be tapped to produce any color of mana like if you want to build a five color deck you should choose miri but like right the the thing that gets weird is like some of these will benefit certain decks more than others yeah and they're um, not for anybody that's unfamiliar with it you know they're not colored so they don't they don't have an identity Correct. Right. Like no, no color identity, anything like that. Yes. None of none of them have colored mana symbols anywhere on their card ever. So if you if you are allowed to choose whichever one you want to go with your deck, things are gonna get out of hand real fast. So the pals do it differently. The pals do it by Yes. So yeah, to answer to the other half of your question, yeah, how we do it. We do not build or pick a vanguard and then build a deck for it. We don't even pick a vanguard and then pick a deck for it the way we do it <laughs> is after everyone's picked their decks we take all of the vanguards that we haven't banned shuffle them up and the way we do it is we just divvy out three random ones to each player and each player can pick from those three if they don't like any of them they can take a random one off the top so we basically call it like pondering because basically mm, basically bonder okay with vanguards sure. um so sometimes you get the mishra and your damage is doubled other times you get uh, Miri and you're playing monocolor and uh, your lands tap for any she color. Does, and you don't does even care. literally nothing. Yay. So we, uh, and I, I think the way we do it, it kind of plays into the idea of trying to add another axis of like randomness to a game sure. to make it yeah, more yeah. interesting. Yep. It's not like you're playing a deck with Ashnod every time. You're playing a deck 
and you're getting a random vanguard added on top of it. Ooh, how can I utilize this one with this deck? Yeah, that's pretty dope. I like that idea quite a bit. Um, so that's how we do it. Obviously, I mean, if, for you, if your group or whatever, if you wanted to like build decks with vanguards in mind and play with the vanguards, you could do that too. It's kind of the benefit of these. Do whatever you want. Yeah, you know? who cares? I mean, it's just an extra thing to throw on top right. if it sounds fun to you. For sure. Um, but that's how we, we've been doing it. And yeah, we've been doing that for a long time now. I don't know when we like really started. We've had the vanguards for a long time. We've definitely yeah. played games. Are, uh, them, I think, right? Maybe the vanguard cards are not cheap. No, they are not. That is another yes. thing. They, uh, they haven't gotten reprinted since 1977. So, <laughs> or 97. <laughs> sorry. That <laughs> ah, feels like 77. Feels like 77. Yeah. <laughs> they just had, it was just a, a figment of their imagination. They just had this crazy idea. Yeah. They, In 20 years, they're yeah, going to they make need a reprint game. bad because they are expensive now. Yeah. At least some of them. Some of them are. That would be wild if they did Vanguard again for one of these. Oh, it'll be some illegible secret lair, I'm sure. Ugh. Yes. Glow in the dark. Beautiful movie. Why you got to kill the room like that, man? (laughs) Death metal font. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Urza. Yeah, Urza. (laughs) That'd be funny. All right, cool. Well, Vanguard is uh, it's one of my favorite ways to watch when you guys play because some of them are super interesting, super powerful, so that's so, always a good time. What do we got next? Some are extremely oh. strong and a lot better than the others, that is for sure. Yeah, some for sure. If you just boring. scroll through them, you'll, you'll realize that, wow, some of them just don't have a lot going They're for all them actually compared decent, to the other though. ones. Like, yeah, yeah. Why, they have their place. They all have their place. That's why we don't mind the randomness too much because they're all like, okay, that's pretty cool. Okay, that works. All right. A lot, so none the, of them are yeah. like detrimental. The, the right. thing that the thing that irritates me, the, the, like the change that I want to see in vanguards, is uh, there's one vanguard named Selenia, who is plus one hand size, plus seven life, and then attacking doesn't cause your creatures to tap. All your creatures have vigilance, and mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. It's like it's that not bad. Cool. Vigilance is yeah. a solid thing. There's another one called the Oracle. <laughs> she is plus one hand size, so same hand size plus. Nine starting life. Same hand size, two more life. Mm-hmm. Her ability is you may untap any attacking creatures you control and remove them from combat. So much better than Vigilance. <laughs> Which, in, in 1997, that ability meant... It, it was implied that that happened before damage. Correct. So, like, if you're gonna... like it, this, this was a way for you to send the whole team and, like, whichever one gets blocked... If, if any of them get blocked in a way that's bad for you, you can remove those from combat. You can be like, nope, just kidding on that one. Yeah, like, sorry. you got to maze of it your own stuff however much you want it. Right. When they changed how combat works, there's now, a, like, a step in combat, like, after damage is dealt, where they're still attacking. You can it's, take them that's the back. phase when I yeah. do all of my Carter shenanigans. <laughs> like, after my stuff is dealt with damage, <laughs> oh, I sacrifice gross. it all so I can... Right. But, like, Oracle lets you untap them even then. So the floor on the Oracle's floor is all of my creatures have vigilance. Correct. Like if you didn't block anything. And the ceiling is like also I get to I get to undo whatever blocks I didn't like. Ugh. I need the Oracle to <laughs> yeah. change so that it functions rules as originally written and you can only do that before damage. Yeah, she's a she's yeah. a headache, man. Yeah. I think yeah, I, I think you gotta well, you guys gotta house rule it. You gotta house rule it so that I mean, you, yeah, that's basically what I was gonna say. Like, you could just pretend, yeah, honestly, because like <laughs> no, I mean, these are already weird extra things you're adding on top. Like, you're playing at a kitchen table, right? 
just say Oracle Works as it did in '97. <laughs> we could do that. This is what I am telling you to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll start doing right. That. Okay. Good talk. <laughs> cool. Well, next up, I see something called the island. What's the going island. on there? Very <laughs> ominous. Uh, <laughs> so, the island uh, is the proper name for it is Explorers of Ixalan. This is basically a board game that was released alongside uh, Ixalan, the the original Ixalan set. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it comes with, it's not actually cards, though it does come with like f- three or four starter decks that you can play it with. Yeah. But they're actually the, like these hexagonal tiles that you set up almost like a Settlers of Catan board. Um, <clears throat> but what the tiles have on them, the top side is a mana cost. There are one mana tiles, three mana tiles, and six mana tiles. Mm-hmm. And then the bottom side is some kind of effect. And the way you set it up, you do, uh, like, the inside is four six-cost tiles, and then you surround that with three-cost tiles, and then you surround the three-cost tiles with one-cost tiles. So you build a little, like, island. Yeah, okay, sure. Like, the one-cost tiles, they look like the ocean. and you know. So um, you, you make an island, and you basically get to explore this island while you're playing Magic. Uh, and the way you do it, on your turn, at sorcery speed, you can pay mana to buy a tile so one mana for a one mana tile three for three six percent mm-hmm. you can only buy tiles on the outer edge so like you have to buy the ocean tiles first uh and like as the three mana ones get revealed you can start buying those and eventually you get into the six mana tiles they're buying those um but what happens when you buy it is you just pick it up and you do whatever's on the back so there's like a whole list of different things that can happen some of them are um quests which are tiles that give you some task, like attack the player to your left or attack the player to the right. And then once you do that, you cash it in for whatever it gives you. Mm-hmm. Those, one, those ones, I think they say when you attack the player to your left, you draw a card and then you lose the quest. That's it. Some of them are like one-time effects. I can't quite remember what those are called, but they just do something when you pick them up. Yep. It's like there's one that just says like uh, create two treasures and an opponent of your choice gets a treasure, something like that. Yeah. And then the last type are sites. Sites are permanent. Uh, I don't know what to call them. They're not actually cards or permits you can interact with, but they're permanent things you keep um, that give you some kind of value generally every turn. So, like uh, the pirates merchant shop or something like that is one of mm-hmm. them. That's a that's a one mana tile, and it just says at the end of your turn you may discard a card to draw a card. So you get to rummage every turn. Nice. But the way the sites work is if any player deals combat damage to you, they can steal one of your sites. Mm-hmm. So they move around, kind of like Monarch or the Initiative now. Sure. Um, so that's that's the basics. Yeah, you can buy one tile a turn, and you kind of work your way through it. And it's like you're exploring an island together. Um, and that's been really interesting. I mean, it gives you something. Like, if your hand is empty, you, know, like you have a mana sink. You have something you can do with it. Um, it. It just adds a lot of ways to kind of curve out your mana and do some really interesting things. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the basics of the island. How how well does that one go over? On, do you guys play that one on stream much, or is that, how does that go over uh, with the chat we, and everything else? We mainly have played it on stream. I think we haven't been playing it as much lately. The issue with it is honestly, it's just a headache to set up. You, you got to put all the tiles out, and we're already like cramped on table space. Yeah, because the way PDH goes pretty often just gets a little crazy. Um, so it's hard to fit it somewhere. I like, like, I inherently like the concept of it, and there are, like, aspects of it I really like, but it often feels like a bit much 
I can't I can't say I don't like it, but at times I'm like, come on, do we really have to do the island? They're like, oh god. The island right. I think it makes games a lot slower. It definitely adds like thirty minutes yes. to an hour to every game. Because like yeah, everyone yeah. everyone wants does. to get in there, buy their stuff and you know get through yeah, it. Yeah, I have right. the um uh, <clears throat> I have the uh Planeswalkers board game and I think I've played it once just because every time I think about it it's like, Oh my god, but I gotta set it up. Like, exactly. It's yeah. gonna take half the afternoon. One. Like I'm just not not even in the mood for it. That's kind of how it feels, and it doesn't even take that long. It's just kind of it's it's. I think big for me. It's the space, it's a space thing. It's, sure. It's, it's there's yeah, no way fair. it looks good on the board anywhere. It takes no. up oh, so yeah, much space. space. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to like sell it short because it is really cool. Yeah, yeah. and I, I honestly I would love for them to do more things like yeah. this. Oh, so yeah. with the decks sure. it comes with is that like max of four people can you play it with two like how does that work i it you can play it with yeah two. i think you can play it with two okay it's just gonna take forever to get to the end <laughs> yeah yeah it i think the the actual box set comes with four decks mm-hmm. that does. are like little 60 card decks you're supposed to play yeah. it with it was one um, one for each faction on Ixalan. it was vampires Merfolk, right, there was dinosaurs a... and uh pirates yep right yeah so that was kind of the idea they're all exploring uh, excellent i guess they're they're, they're um, racing and, to try to get to Orozco first one of the tiles is Orozco. right exactly yeah yeah that's the one the center tile. ticket is the um yeah the center tiles the six cost tiles you're always supposed to make sure one of the six cost tiles is a site called the golden city of Orozco. Mm-hmm. and uh it's just a really powerful site basically that everyone's fighting for once you reveal it right it it like draws you extra cards every turn when you when you steal it you immediately draw cards, I think. Yeah. And also, if you have it in your upkeep, it does, like, three damage to everybody. It's, like, really strong, and you got to, like, really make sure you're passing it around or it'll kill everybody. Really sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's f***ing nuts. The sixes are really crazy. Like, they're really, really powerful. And the ones are, like, you know, nice, very minor effects to add on to the early game. Um, so it's, it, it ramps well, too. The threes are, are like, kind of hit or miss mm-hmm. at times. But we also, as if it's not already enough we also made <laughs> custom tiles oh naturally naturally in. yep yeah of course um <laughs> with just other little effects that we've always wanted like um we made a split second disenchant uh, oh as a, one of the three because sure. we wanted a split second effect Spicy. in uh in pdh and well, there's also like a split second uh return a card from your graveyard to your hand mm-hmm. uh for three and so like we we made a few of our own things and you know just plays into the whole idea that these are just like Things you're already playing casually at your kitchen table, so like, use them however you want. Um, honestly, if you're doing one v one, you could um, build a smaller island. Just just make it smaller. Oh yeah, um, sure. Yep. Pick your own shape and just work with it. You can do like two sixes in the middle, surround that or whatever, and that would give you probably a fair amount of tiles to get through with two people. So like, it's very modular. Obviously, there are rules you're supposed to play, but like, yeah. you can take them and do whatever you want. With <laughs> Yeah, understandable. Uh, so that sounds pretty cool. Why didn't they do another um, island thing for this Ixalan? Let's go cavern. I'm kind of upset Ixalan, about bro. it. Yeah, let's go digging, man. My guess is it sold terribly and they didn't want to do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. That, that'll, that'll, profit, that'll do it. They weren't doing it. But um, I think everyone should get one because I think it's really cool. It does seem pretty cool. Do yeah, like, it yeah, is. It like is a lot of fun. Like it's just it's just bad for us because we stream and our board's already a fucking disaster to pay attention to. <laughs> but like, right, right, like we're trying yeah. to make something that like at least some people can like tell what's going on. So like adding like a bunch of tiles for some game you've never heard of is like 
It's just too yeah. much yeah. at times. It is a lot of fun though, and if you're doing kitchen table shit, definitely play it. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's probably cheap even now. I yeah, bet. probably. <laughs> awesome. Uh, let's move I, on. I managed to, to one... pick up oh, the, the board game version of it. Like the actual box set. If you're trying to buy the box set new, it's still like hundred dollars. Because the four decks it come with have some banger. There's an aggravated oh, assault. There's yep. a time walk. No, time warp. Time warp. Not the power oh. nine one. The five mana one. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah. there's like there's a bunch of like actually very expensive powerful cards in those four decks. So like trying to pick up one new is is going to be pricey. But like I I found my copy on eBay where like I got it for thirty dollars used. Someone had opened the box, opened each deck, pulled out the really good cards. Oh come on! And then and then sold me the rest, and I, I, they were very clear about it. Like they oh, said okay, on eBay, okay, okay, like it, okay. th- this wasn't like a trick. They were like, okay. I'm I'm selling the island. It's missing these 14 cards, but like the rest, like all of the tiles are here, and like mm-hmm. I just wanted the tiles. I didn't want those. I don't care about <laughs> time warp or aggravated assault. And I was like, this is perfect sure. for me. Please give me. The, the all of the tiles for thirty dollars, like that's such a bargain. It's like a hundred everywhere else. Like let's go. Sure. Uh, so yeah, I, got... I wouldn't be surprised if there are other people doing doing that same thing, yeah. just selling the tiles. Yeah. Because like so many, I'm sure so many people don't really care about the tiles. Yeah. Right. Oh man, I'm just I'm laughing now. I'm not, like, what if <laughs> what if like they printed or made one of these board games and just for no reason the decks were all like standard chaff and then they just had like black lotus in each and like this is they just decided to reprint the power nine of them they just, like, didn't and that's how you one. get them oh yeah, yeah we just threw that's them in. Amazing. they each have like two mocks and a soul ring I don't know. <laughs> see oh, I, that'd I, be I, fantastic i did the exact opposite of dave's experience where i uh i had entered in some standard tournament at this era and like top four prize payout was store credit at a store that was like two hours away I used mm-hmm. it on the box set, kept the tiles, sold the decks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the nice. inverse. There yeah. you go. But the same result. I, th- nice. I saw one years and years ago, like before I had seen the the pals play with this, and I, I before I had seen how cool it was, I was at, I think, PAX East, and I saw like one of the local vendors there had a, a sealed, unopened box of the island that they were trying to get rid of they were like this hasn't sold at all we're just trying mm-hmm. to move inventory and like not we, we just don't want to take it home they had a sealed sure. thing for like 30 dollars and i was like oh should i get it i like i stared at it for like 10 minutes deciding i was like eh, nah i don't need oh. it and i walked away and i, like, no. I feel like i think about that still sometimes like oh yeah mistakes yeah, were made a... decisions alas. were made yep alas mm-hmm. all right cool uh let's move on to one that is it could probably use its own entire episode by itself but uh that's all the different plane chase variations we got going on out there oh uh, lord <laughs> lordy lordy yep down plane the chase. rabbit hole we go yeah now, now you've made them sad brad now, now the pals are <laughs> sad this is bogus man. i have the like <laughs> I have like the it's like the strongest love hate relationship. I've ever yeah, had. I I agree hundred percent. I love plane chase, chase, but God, I hate it at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's so awful sometimes. <laughs> plane chase is it's the one we have the most experience with. I would say out of all of these, we've been we've been playing with it. Well, like I said before, well before we even knew what PDH was or anything. Yeah, just with like random EDH decks. I remember me and Fred playing like standard with plane chase just. 
added on for who knows why. We just we've always had it and we've always loved well, I guess loved playing with it. Um but if if you've never even heard of it, I guess I can also give you the quick and dirty as I say yeah. on the stream uh before we do it. Um Plane Chase uses a deck of plane cards um which the original set of playing cards were printed many years ago. I don't know what year it was. Does anybody know the year of playing chase? 2008 and 9? 8 and 9? I guess 08, yeah. Yeah. That sounds, sounds about right. Sounds right. So pretty old. Very recently they decided to print some more of them, but for a long time we really just had like the original set and I think a couple like random promos they made. But a playing card... Basically, it's like a location that you're at. That's that's the idea. Yep. Um, there's like planes for like Mirrodin or all the different, you know, multiverses and all that. And what the plane actually has on it, there's some passive effect that's always in play that is usually insane and broken and really troubling. <laughs> really troubling. <laughs> yeah, like the... Really uh, troubling. The, I think it's how I would put I it. I pulled up on Scryfall um, and the first one I was looking at was uh, the, it was Tazim and the plane is Zendikar. Creatures can't block and when you roll the plane or die, you draw a card for each land you control. No, yeah, right? yeah, that sounds <laughs> no, okay. That's a plane right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they're insane. Um, almost all of them are just just crazy. They they vary a lot. I mean, sometimes you're going to be on one that doesn't do much of anything. Sure. Uh, but oftentimes you're going to be on something that just completely warps the game to the point where you, it doesn't even matter what deck you're playing. Like, you're playing the plane. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 100%. The, your deck is done now. Yep. But they do just crazy stuff. And these, are, really these crazy affect stuff. the entire table. Like, you don't have each, each yes. player doesn't have their own, like, plane deck or, or anything. Like, it, it's something. I well, think there are variants so, where people so. play with their own plane. We play with one that affects everyone. But I think some some ways you play plane chase is where, like, everybody has their own and they're flipping yep. through oh, it. Really so, sure. wow. so the okay. original product that came out in 2009, it was four, maybe five pre-constructed decks. I want to say it was four you were supposed to play it like with your own Plano deck. Uh, oh, interesting. But the way that the player base implemented Plane Chase into Commander was one person has the Plano deck, and rather than split it up amongst four people, they put it in the middle. So there's actually like two sets of Plane Chase rules that exist now. The original set and like the way that everybody plays it. And that's just kind of been yeah. codified into the the comprehensive rules with the anthology printing where they put all four products into the same package they like mm-hmm. codified right. the the singular planner deck versus multiple planner decks oh okay right so we we play the latter of course we we, we play with just one big deck that affects everybody but so just to finish like explaining what plane chase is so they have passive effects that are already really crazy yep. but on top of that there's this planar die that you can roll when you're playing plane chase. Mm-hmm. So once per turn, you can roll it for free at sorcery speed. Then it starts costing you mana to roll it, one to roll again, two to roll third time, three, four, five, and so on. Um, when you roll it, the, the, die, the die is a d6. Four of the sides are blank. They don't do anything. One of the sides is the plane chase symbol, and that you, you planeswalk, which means you, you go to the next plane in the planar deck. But the other one is chaos and that when you roll that it activates the chaos ability on the plane each plane has a chaos ability that happens when you roll that and those are even crazier (laughs) um i'm trying to think of some really crazy examples uh there's one okay there's the grand ossuary or something like that 
<clears throat> it oh. says, when you roll chaos, exile all creatures, and then each player gets a 1-1 one, one sapperling uh, for equal to the... 1-1 one, one sapperling is equal to the total power of creatures they exiled, and then you planes walk away. Yep. So, like, a board wipe that replaces all the creatures with sapperlings, I, they're all crazy. It's just insane effects. Yep. Um, so, yeah, if you roll that, you, you activate Chaos Blade, and that's the other the other uh, component of each plane. Um, but then when you roll the other one, that's how you actually move to another plane. And that, that gets you to the next one, mm-hmm. and that does this next thing. And among the planes, I don't think this was in the original plane chase set, but in the second one in, in 2016, they added Phenomenons. Phenomenons are basically, they're plane cards. They're like the same shape. You put them in the planer deck and all that. But when you reveal them, they just do something, and then you go to the next card. Yep. So, like, one of them just says, everybody draws four cards. One of them says, destroy all <laughs> creatures. One of them says, warp world, basically. Shuffle everything away. Get Reveal that many cards. Uh, that one's gotten me. Yeah. It's gotten, it's gotten all it of us got, It's gotten everybody, yep. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's nasty. Um, so, basically, in the most um, affectionate way... Plane chase ruins the game. Every, <laughs> Every time. Really ruins Every um, single in time. In one way or another, which direction you'll never know. Uh, it feels like some kind of like god you're worshiping and you're like, <laughs> it, like you got, you got is a, on your side. You're praying that it helps you out. Yeah. Yeah, that it's just like good to you this time. Because sometimes it just wins you the game, like in certain situations. Yeah. And other times, very quickly loses you the game. Yeah, we, we say that plane chase picks and chooses who it wants to win. Because sometimes it really the, does you too. flip onto one plane, it's just game over. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It just happens. It always so seems that, to, to to benefit one specific deck at the table. Yep. Yeah. It does feel that way. It's like there's one that's just like getting all the all the juice from playing cheese. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> it's a super cool concept though. I've always liked the idea of it. Yeah, it's I mean it's also tons you know, of fun. Yeah. It's crazy, sure. but it's it's just so fun. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. And I think you have to have a certain like mentality of some sort for like what you enjoy about magic, yeah, maybe you got, to really enjoy it because like it's so random. There, there's, super you, random. You, never know what's you gotta let the you just gotta let it do its thing. Sometimes you can't be too invested yeah. in the game if you if you want to play plane chase. Let plane chase, take yeah, it real. exactly. Yep. But it's so crazy, and and what's nice or sort of nice that they've been printing more of them. Oh. Uh, with with it's like, the plane chase or what the uh, literally a monkey's yeah we got ball. two sets of them this year right yeah yeah really <laughs> really we were stuck yeah we had these... some with the uh, Doctor Who and yep. then what was it March of Machines yep. we got some as well oh yeah March of the Machine yep. yeah yep. so now there are so many and and so like March of the Machine you got kind of like the the whole war with Elish Norn kind of played out in them a bit with all the different planes that were involved and the Doctor Who obviously I don't know anything about Doctor Who but. I'm imagining these. A lot of these, at least, are very pivotal uh, locations and stuff from the Doctor Who franchise. Liam was telling us a lot about that in the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't um, let him talk because he'll do it again. Don't. He'll jump. He'll jump right <laughs> into oh, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get another 45-minute dump. Yep. <laughs> but uh, that, I mean, what's nice about them, you know, the new ones, whatever. Maybe they're too good. They're too bad. But you can just build your own deck. You can pick the planes you like, the planes you your friends like, the the planes that make your deck better whatever you want to do mix and match and just you know make a deck that's fun for you um yeah that's what i like about them you know, is they're that's not the ben- been the benefit of all these things is like if there's a vanguards you like play with those ones if there's planes you like just play with those ones if some of them are too broken just don't play with them whatever 
Some are boring. Take them out. Doesn't really matter. They're just ways to spice up your your like personal play group or whatever things that that you guys like. So yeah, exactly. And that's why I like them a lot too. It's not like you know they have a deck building constraint or if you take them out you don't play with them it's not like this deck doesn't function anymore they're just like you said they're just added spice to the um to your game you know and if you just want to play with like uh some of the i don't don't know what you want to call it like traditional ones you can just play with like jund and ravnica like you can pick and choose which ones you play with it's not like you have to throw all 140 or whatever into a pile and play with them at random that sort of thing like you can custom make as long as your group's cool with it or whatever you just custom make your your plain stack and go from there right yeah super cool design space yeah it's cool like yeah it's like i've been saying like it's an extra axis that you can play with that's not deck building you're you're not modifying your deck you're just modifying your experience you're, you're modifying yeah. your yeah, chances a good to way win. to put it <laughs> right <laughs> quite drastically yeah. Yeah. yeah in in both directions yeah, yeah for sure what do you think dave are you a plane chase fan uh i think that it can certainly improve a game i think it can also ruin a game i think it's a big dice roll yeah, and like it is. this poor bastard has to deal with a lot of it direction. during the 24-hour stream <laughs> I think that sometimes <laughs> yeah. it definitely enhances the game, and I think that's a lot of fun. I think that sometimes it, like, the, the, uh, so experience with playing chase is mostly as a viewer of the stream, and like sometimes when I'm on the stream, people are like, "We want to make that asshole suffer," <laughs> yeah. and then they do like, yeah, it, it 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 gets wild. But like mostly as a viewer, uh, when someone hits the plane chase button, usually I'm like, oh this just got way more interesting and I'll be more invested. Sometimes people hit the plane chase button and I'm like, Oh my God, again. And I'll sort of like check out and like do something else in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll the, like <laughs> so, sometimes the pals become a little bit more background noise than they were before when someone hits the, the, the plane chase button. And I'm like, all right. Oh yeah. yeah. It's a drastic shift for sure. It's just a whole different thing. Yeah. I, I think out of all of these, uh, very obviously, plane chase changes the game way more. Oh, for yeah. sure, way way more yeah. than Island or even Vanguard. Yeah, yep. It almost becomes an entirely different game. For yeah, sure. it's its yeah, own definitely. thing. Definitely. Um, like <clears throat> I said, you're oftentimes your deck doesn't even matter. We joked because we have so many of these like little things we like to add on, and sometimes we'll like literally do all of them, and it's never a good idea. But sometimes we'll do that. Never a good idea. And, and <laughs> like three hours long times easily. <laughs> But we've joked at times of like just doing a game where we actually don't have a deck, and we just do all the things. Yeah, we, <laughs> we play, play lands and then play. Yeah, like you just like get a land every turn. Your deck is like ninety nine lands or something. Yeah, and you can roll <laughs> and you can. We'll talk about like the Astratorium. You can do that stuff. You maybe have a Vanguard if it makes sense. I don't know. And there'll be island tiles you can buy, and you won't even have a deck. We let the right. game. We let the game state figure it out. Right. Do you guys have any favorite planes in your plane chase pile? Uh, Nar Isle is everyone's favorite plane. Yeah, because it that was the one. I because was it makes of. the game end. <laughs> it did. Yeah. So, so Nar Isle, basically, it says at the beginning of each player's upkeep, they put a counter on it, and then they take that much damage. Oh, nice! So first you take one, then two, then three, then four. Yeah, and it, it is very, <laughs> very quickly goes up to ten damage. And no one, and no, and Fred's yeah. dre- desperately trying to roll to get away from it, but no one else is rolling yep. at the table. Yeah, yeah. And so if no one's played just... before, like you get, what is it? Each player gets one free roll on their turn to try to, uh, yes, get to a different plane. 
Yeah, so you get to roll the dice uh, once for free every turn, and then it starts costing mana uh, one more each time. So one to roll the second time, then two, then three, and, yeah. three and so on. Yeah. But yeah, so you can try to roll it. But also, I mean, sometimes we don't want to be a Narile, and we just can't, can't get, get away. away. Yep. That's the other thing. You, It's one in six to roll away, which you can get pretty unlucky on that. Oh, for and sure. get stuck places for a long time. We've had games where we go to like two planes total, yeah. and we're not not because we're not <laughs> trying. It's legit like seventy plus rolls, and no one's gotten anything. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, it feels that yeah. way. Like that, it, it can happen. The first time I ever played plane chase, we we spent like ten straight turns trapped on a plane that said that non werewolves don't deal damage. Oh, oh. oh Jesus! <laughs> I hate it so much. And so like. If you rolled chaos, all of your creatures became werewolves and got plus two plus two. So like we had a couple right. combat steps where someone was like, "Ooh, I got it! Now I can have an attack." But we just we sat there rolling over and over and over again, and just no one. We were trapped there, and no one could attack, and it was the most oh. miserable thing. Yeah, that's what's crazy. Sometimes it makes really really boring games. Sometimes, yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. It's just all over the place. It's such a dice roll every time. And I mean, I think that's why I keep coming back to it. Because, like, it's always different. It's, right. definitely, I mean, even, it's definitely not the same every time, that's for sure. If, right, it couldn't possibly be. If right. the problem you are staring down is that you've played two or three games twice a week for the last six years, and you need to keep things spicy and interesting and new and innovative and weird, like, Plane Chase is absolutely the solution to your problems. Yes, for sure, for sure. Uh, mm -hmm. If that is not the problem that you are currently experiencing, maybe Plane Chase isn't for you. <laughs> maybe it's not for maybe you. Try Vanguard or something. Yeah, because Plane Chase is <laughs> super, just super chaos. Right. O over but, the top, I mean, power wise. As I said, you can just you can just pick the you know planes you like, yeah. and maybe some of them are a little more tame. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I like about it quite a bit. Is you can just pick the ones you want to play with. Pretty much, yeah, we yeah. Just there's need no to... like minimum deck size or minimum pile size for playing chase. Like it's literally just an addition to the game if you want to spice it up. Yeah, we we need to go through because there's like 120 something planes now. Yeah. yeah, I think it's gotta be gotta, maybe, maybe a little more, but start cutting it's them. insane. Because uh, yeah, before we were basically like, oh, we'll just have all of them. Yeah, um, minus very few that we thought were. There's like, like three much. that are horribly um, boring or banned that are way too good. Like we said, Glimmer Boyd Basin is way too good. Yeah, what, what is it? Yeah, what is it? How many are 139 there? 139 planes. 139. That is Damn. fucking wow. disgusting, dude. With 12 <laughs> phenomenons. Oh. I think we have a few copies of one of the phenomenons in there, too. I think we have two board wipes and two draw fours. Yeah, also, Glimmer yeah. Void Basin is the one you said that just zadas everything. Zadas everything. Yeah. Copy, it's, it's, <laughs> copies every yes. instant or sorcery spell. It's <laughs> as bad as you think it yeah, is. Yeah, that's one of the ones we banned. Yeah. Also, the one, I forget what it is, but it makes a 7-7 seven, seven Eldrazi with Annihilator 1 whenever you roll Chaos. Yes. Oh, Lord. It's really frustrating the, uh, to start the there. Sure. Yeah. yeah, that one's bad. Yeah. Um, I love that There's one. another one. I think we took... Eon? Eric, Eon. did we take the one out that uh, says, whenever you cast a spell, gain two life? Yes, that one's going to. <laughs> Just because there's some... Like, some <laughs> decks don't gain any... Don't cast anything. Then you have, like, a Noggle deck that'll yeah. cast, like, 15 spells. Yeah, that, that's it's no so good. frustrating. So that yeah. one's gone also. Um, there's, like, some that are just, like, very lopsided on, like, who it benefits. Like, there's, like, uh, the Dark Barony I'm looking at right now. Whenever a non-black card is put in a graveyard, that player loses a life. It's, like... Oh, God. <laughs> that's, that's insane <laughs> against some decks. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you know, definitely, definitely pick and choose what you're doing. Yeah, but now, now, yeah, I think just putting them all together is less less appealing. It's just too many. Yeah, yeah. Sure. We when when the new ones came out, so the March Machine ones, we all put we took all those together and we we'll play with them solo. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. there are definitely some stinkers there that we don't care for, but I think the balance for the March Machine ones is pretty good. Like all of them are pretty sick. Yeah. There are definitely some boring ones and some that are just don't do anything. But I think these were a great addition for sure. The Doctor Who ones? Yeah. I'm, I'm very on the fence about some of these. Because some are completely fucking insane. And others are <laughs> the most boring shit in the world. Yeah. There's, there's some variance there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, you know, look at them and pick ones that you like. And I bet you'll have a good time playing with them. Yeah, absolutely. They're always a blast to play with. Not always. Mm-hmm. Not always. It's, <laughs> it's very, it's very often not be, always. Might be a strong assumption. <laughs> very often not always. I, I like think, that. I think it's like a very pure often. 50-50 shot if playing Chase is going to fuck you or not. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice coin yeah. flip. Yes, it is. Very anxiety-riddled coin flip. We just need to bite the bullet yes. and do a channel point reward, go to the next plane, because this place is no This is no good. <laughs> yep. Getting yeah, stuck at some places nice. is just terrible. And see, that's the cool thing about a lot of these different um, game game modes, game variations that we're talking about tonight that your chat can get involved with. Like, it's not like they just sit there and watch you guys play this and suffer or whatever. Like, they can actually affect the game in some in some way or another. Yeah. Which is cool. It's a way Sometimes. for them to get their yeah. fingers into the mix. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it, that's definitely been fun. Obviously, they can donate, or not donate, they can spend their points to... Make us do a lot of these, yep. and they often do. I was going to say, right, I think uh, I think Oop. Liam plays a decent amount of playing chase, but do you, I think you only you only do it with EDH, right? I I play a significant amount of playing chase, uh, almost primarily with EDH. Um, yeah, I do do it. I I do plane chase in like the mixed games we have, where it's like the one dude's playing uh, EDH, the the one goes on PDH, somebody else is you know doing some infinity nonsense like. We do plenty of mixed games. My my playgroup's super casual. Uh, mm-hmm. We play plane chase in those all the time, uh, and we have done plane chase island before. Uh, that one was fantastic. I think that was like a three hour game with six people. Yeah, holy cow! Oh, six people! Ooh. Oh my god! You're lucky. You're lucky. It was only three hours. Six people right? plane chase island uh, with stipulations that you could only roll the plane chase die the. During the free roll on your turn, and you could only flip one tile per turn. So it was like we slowed it down. Like it was. Yeah, that's that's brutal. One roll a yeah. turn is insane, dude. That's like a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was it was a phenomenal game, but not one that we are eager to as, repeat. Sure. As fun as that, like the the only thing that that makes me hesitant to try something like that is like that sounds like a six hour game that you personally played like 30 minutes of (laughs) like it sounds it sounds like a six hour experience where you get to do half an hour of gameplay and it's five and a half hours of watching people slowly (laughs) make bad decisions pretty pretty close (laughs) that sounds enraging it was was only about three hours it was a little under so with six people it is about half hour of gameplay but it was it was pretty engaging everyone had stuff to do and it was it was it was something that we were like hey wouldn't it be fun if we did this and we were right. It was fun, but it's not something that, like I said, we're eager to repeat. You wouldn't like, do it every week or whatever. No, yeah. no. Like, like this is like a once a year tops kind of experience. Sure. Yep. Awesome. It's like, it's like, do I recommend it? Yes. 
do I recommend doing it more than two times? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Sorry. <laughs> like two times in your life is solid. Yeah. Just to say you've done it. We had an, what was the longest game we had? I don't remember the longest game. I think we had like seven people playing a game. And like, that oh. was it. Like I'm never doing uh, anything like that again. I think we've like mercy killed some games. <laughs> yeah. Of, like, sure. More, just yeah. Gotta end. Like we were just like, you know what? Let's just stop playing. Nope. Let's just be done. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this isn't really fun. No. Um, I'm done. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. It's happened. Well, cool. We got a few more to uh, talk about before we wrap it up for tonight. What is, or what are the heroes of Theros? <laughs> so this is, this is where we get into more just bizarre things yeah. we kind of came up with on our own. Okay. So this is a pals exclusive, uh, game yeah, they're, okay. the cards are real, but the way we use them is just kind of random. Um, Dude, I don't even know how so, to search for this on Scryfall. We- <laughs> you have to do like include extra include I think, extra and then, Jesus. and then you can do like acts of the warmonger should come up i think there's one i can remember but to to give you a general history on this so original theros block one of the pre-release events mm-hmm. the first theros um they had these decks you would kind of fight against so there was one where like you were fighting a hydra. It, it, and it like was a, like a it was it's like, like a three parts it's like a three part three part story. You start off right, yeah, you yeah, start yeah. off fighting the hydra, and yeah, like you said, it's a horde deck where they take their turn, cast a bunch of shit, and the group has to deal with it. But in this case, it's a one per it's a one v one thing. Right, where you're just fighting this like auto like automated deck. It just like reveals cards every time yeah. it plays. Oh, okay, okay, um, okay. Yeah, so you you fight against the hydra. Then there's one where you fight against Xenagos. And then there's like there's another one I can't even remember. Uh, it's Minotaurs. But yeah, yeah, Minotaurs. That's right. Like a horde of Minotaurs, mm-hmm. I guess. But within that, there were these cards you got to kind of I think to power yourself up to fight them. Um and they were almost like these emblems that you got on the side. Um and they they they're like some of them gave you these like passive effects, other ones you could like activate them once per turn, and some of them were um equipment. Uh, that you just like I think they would actually be shuffled into the opposing deck and then like if you revealed it you would get an equipment for your creatures to wield so we've taken a handful of those cards and made them into their own game mode okay, basically okay okay um so basically like I said there there are like three categories of these cards mm-hmm. um some of them give you a passive effect some of them have an uh, activated ability that you can you can actually tap them once per turn. Even though they're like emblems, you can tap them okay. um, once per turn to do something. Like tap to prevent one damage or something like yeah. that. Um, and then other ones... Actually, there's four categories of forgotten. Yeah, there's so one. much, dude. The other one is there, there are these one-time big effects where you actually exile the emblem. You like get rid of it permanently to do something. Mm-hmm. Like There's one that's like tap all of your opponent's creatures and they don't attack. It's like sweet yeah, that one, ones. Or that sure one's that. so messed up, man. <laughs> yeah, that one's crazy. Um, and then there's the equipments. So what we do when we play this mode, and this is one of the things you can donate on our channel to do, um, is every player gets one from each category and it gets added to their repertoire. It's almost like a Vanguard where you have these three extra abilities and then you also have this equipment. Um, okay. So everybody gets one one of each of those things, and then the equipment starts in play. It doesn't have a mana cost or anything. Like they're not like real cards with like mana cost or right. anything. They're just like kind of tokens, sort of. 
Um, but the way we do it is the equipment starts in play. If it gets blown up or anything, it goes to your command zone, and you can pay commander tax to recast it to four six eight, yeah. just like your commander. So we've kind of taken random scraps of a pre-release event and just <laughs> turned it into like a thing we also do. Yeah. Um, so this is where this is a bit off the deep end, but I think it just kind of shows like you can do whatever you want at your kitchen table. You got a bunch of random crap from a pre-release 15 years ago. D- take some of them and like add them onto your game. Yeah, make See a format out of it. Who knows? Yeah, get your get your value out of it. Get just try it out. Like there's there's so much room to mix and match and just do whatever fun, is fun because like that's all that matters. It's like you're having fun. If you're having fun, it doesn't matter what the format is or what the rules are. You're just sitting at your kitchen table with your friends. You should be having fun. So go open up your old Theros pre-release and grab right. your actual warmonger <laughs> out of there. I think, I'm pretty whatever. sure all yep. the pieces for this are cheap as shit, like a dollar each or something. Oh, no. They're like yeah. worthless. Yeah, they're like, like, no, no one like plays quarter, quarter, They're not even yeah. like cards. Yeah. All the art's sick on it, too. Like, so. And the, what we're doing is not a game mode. Yeah, so, it's just like, added on. Mm-hmm. That like Most of that stuff went in the trash after the Theros pre-release, probably. Yeah, probably, for sure. That's crazy. Uh, we haven't um, we haven't played yeah. the other ones in a while, actually. Like yeah, I forget. Is our don is our um, donation thing just? It's for the only equipment? the equipment. I yeah. think it is. We should just do it all. Yeah, the I other think, I, I like the that. other ones more than the equipments. Yeah, the equipments are never relevant until they're immediately game winning, like giving a creature right. a, <laughs> giving something big ping, lifelink, a first strike, all this shit. Yeah, yeah, probably the strongest equipment. One of them is just basically double verdian longbow. Yeah, it's, it's just, just two damage. Creature can tap to do two yeah, two damage. damage. Yep, I was just looking it's at like it. A, the bow yeah. of the hunter. Yeah, that one's nuts. Yeah, they're all pretty. Yeah, they're all good. It's just you know, oftentimes you don't need an equipment. Sure. Yeah, like the untap one. Some decks like go crazy with that. Other Test pilot has never gotten that one yet. I want it. I <laughs> want it so bad. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, but yeah, and the pass effects like are all over the place. Yeah, it's like one. There's one you always play additional lands. Yeah, one's plus one land. One yep. one's. I'm, I have the list over here open because Liam posted it because he's a hero. One of them's hero. loot. You're welcome. One of them's pump something. One's give death touch. Like these are all nuts. Yeah, and then the exile ones, the the one time effects, and over nuts. Plus two, plus zero, oh, and haste for all your creatures God. once. Yeah, <laughs> nasty. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, exile. Yeah, the the savant tap all creatures your opponents control, and they don't untap. One time, pick a good time to do it in the game. I really like those because they're just like just a one time big yeah, moment. You literally have your in the game. You literally have really your finger mean. on the nuke button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Right. Just whenever you, whenever <laughs> it seems relevant. But yeah, they're really cool cards, and yeah, it's like almost a shame that they were just for some pre-release event and then probably forgotten about forever. But they're out uh, there, yeah. And you the, can do the it art really. on all of them is sick. So like, oh yeah, the art is amazing. Yeah, the art we is got a lot super of good. Signed. Yeah, a lot, we have yeah. a lot of signed. But it, it is yeah, a shame that nice. these aren't really worth anything because they all look amazing. They do really look amazing. Yeah, yeah quite a bit. But yeah, yeah, just the. Something we kind of cooked up, just coming up with ways to spice things up, um, and it's it's really fun. I I'd, I'd say we've had, uh, I can't really remember, but I would say we probably had less bad experiences with that than some of the. Oh, ones. I believe it for sure. Yeah, I think so. These are generally not as crazy as like something. Yeah, yeah. we. I I don't know how many bad experiences we've had at Vanguard. We have more bad experiences than good experiences with Plane Chase, though. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably. That's just yeah. the nature probably of the Probably before of the we cards. took the band vanguards out, oh, yeah. we had more bad experiences. Yeah. And the island cool. is just, uh, it just take it just makes games last so long. That's the only bad experience with it. Yeah. 
Cool. Well, let's sort of uh, hop into the future a little bit. Move to the Astratorium. This we one's got... this one's no good. This is <laughs> this is just this one no good. It's on the list, but it's no good. This no one, is one, no one likes you know, this when one. you're when you're experimenting, no like sometimes <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it's a success. Yeah. Sometimes I, it's a I really tried to get attractions into the Pals mainstream, and I thought Astratorium was really cool, and it has made every single game a fucking mistake. <laughs> It's it's so what it's is it? so what, it's what are we so at close here? to being good. I just don't know how to fix it. That's what the it, it does. It feels so close because I always like there's so many moments with it that I love, especially with the games you play and stuff. Mm-hmm. But once again, it, just to give you the level set here, what what the Astrium is. So obviously attractions, Infinity. Uh they're supported sort of, but yeah, they're sort of. not really amazing. Um the, the mechanics for them are just kind of weak, especially in PDH. Yeah. But we really want to utilize them. So we were like, what if we come up with a new kind of plane chase-esque game mode where we use them? So attractions, typically, there will be uh, a card that says, like, assemble a construction or... Open an attraction. It, yep. Visit an attraction yeah, visit, or something yeah. like that. I don't know. But it's kind of like the... Um, what were those things from the other Unsound, um, Unstable or whatever... Contraption. They're kind of like that where you have a separate deck of them and you reveal them uh, when you when you uh, assemble one or whatever you, you add one and then they have like numbers on them and basically as long as you have an attraction at the beginning of your turn you roll a die and uh, if you roll one of the numbers on it then you visit that attraction you do whatever the card says basically. Um, but just overall they're kind of weak so we, we thought what if we made kind of like a global attraction system kind of like plane chase is like for everybody so the way we've done it we've done it a few different ways because it's pretty new mm-hmm. but the most recent way we've done it is um we we have three global attractions in play uh we have we have them sleeved in two different colors we have we have we always take two from the pile that is all the passive effect attractions these are ones that just say like when you roll this one draw a card okay or create a food, food token. yeah just like something happens and then we have one pile that is all of the games. So the attractions have like little games you play when you visit them. Some of them do at least. Like for instance, Squirrel Stack is one of them. And it says when you visit it, you have five seconds to stack as many dice as you can. <laughs> uh, and then if you stack at least five before the five seconds uh, end, then you create a squirrel token for every uh, every die you stacked beyond the fourth. Yep. So like if you stack five, you get a squirrel token. If you stack eight, you'd get four. Um, so they're a little like games of skill, like at a fair um, that you play. But the way we make it kind of continue forever is um, whenever the passive ones. Oh, so I should also say they're global. So that means everybody at the beginning of their turn, they roll a die to see if they visit any. Yep. Um, but uh, once once the passive ones have been visited at least four times total, we cycle them out and get a new one from the pile. So okay. we're constantly swapping which one, uh, which passive ones we have, and then the game ones do that automatically because when you win a game, you're supposed to uh, get rid of it and assemble a new uh, attraction. Mm-hmm. So when somebody wins the game, we get a new game out, and whenever the passive ones are visited at least four times, we get a new passive one out. So they're always there and they're always different. So we're kind of seeing all of them and trying all the little games and stuff. And on paper, that sounds really fun. And it kind of is. So it's so close to being fun. Yeah, it's so close. (laughs) Something about it is just like miserable every single time. 
the Ugh. the game like the little games are so fun like that cover the spot one there's one where you like drop three cards to try to cover one card and it's like really hard and really fun to watch people try uh-huh. it yeah and like when somebody gets it, it's like whoa they yeah. did it but then like you have to roll every turn and activate like three to four effects or something and it's just like it's kind of like the island it's like just too bloated and there's too much you have to do before you even take your turn yeah and i think so that's why it's, it feels so it's very high maintenance it's just so much so much and you got to track how many times each one's been visited right right like i still think it's a good idea but i do like the idea of incorporating attractions into a, a multiplayer game it needs some fun it needs some yeah. fine tuning man because i i don't know yeah. what to do with it it's right it's a miss it, it really it really feels like it could be really fun i don't really know how how else we how could do you guys do use uh just the uncommon attractions or we, all of them we, all rarities we, we started using only the commons and that was kind of boring honestly sure yeah yeah so I definitely bought a bunch of the uncommon ones because the uncommon ones are kind of cool. Like scavenger hunt is sick. Push your luck. Mm-hmm. Push. We yeah, had some cool. rares too, like push your luck. Uh, yeah. Huge. Yeah. Push your luck's really fun. Yeah. This is one of the games. And there's that really crazy. There's a really crazy rare passive one that says when you roll it, uh, everybody draws a card from the deck to their right. Yeah, yeah. I was just looking at that one. Yeah. Yeah. That one's super fun. That one says, like, you create three treasure tokens or something. We changed it so it just says everybody creates a treasure token. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not, like, your mm-hmm. attraction. It's everybody's. Um, so yeah, it's like, the, we, uh, you know, we the, uh, the rules cent- on centrifuge. Each centrifuge, player draws yeah. a card from the library yes. to the player from the player on the right. You create three treasure tokens. A yep. lot of these have different, yeah. um, like, printings, too. Because like, if you look at the side mm-hmm. of them, yeah, the numbers, numbers are different. different. So Yeah, like the uh, superlatorium has six different printings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of different like the trivia contest ones. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of different versions of those and stuff. And we have like a handful of, of each of them and all all that stuff. Um, they're yeah, like I don't know. They're really fun at times. Maybe we should just make it so it's just a game. Yeah, that's what I think. Just getting rid of one. the the boring, not boring ones, the passive ones, and just doing the games is fine. Could help, but yeah, just like a way to make it so attractions. It was it was meant to be a way to make it so that attractions are actually like. Semi playable. <laughs> and yeah. stickers too. Instead of like. Way so we can play with stickers. stickers. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. yeah. That's another thing. Yeah, so a lot of them do give you tickets when you. Many of the games give you tickets when you win mm-hmm. them. And you can buy stickers. And we've gone back and forth on this, but we have been toying around with the idea of the stickers being permanent forever. Which, so, is, which is no good. Like we have, yikes! Yeah, I, I think yeah, it's we're, hilarious. We're probably, not, hilarious. we're probably not doing that anymore. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, no like one needs a, needs, it, needs like to Jeremy's, end at some point. Yeah. yeah, Jeremy has like an ornithopter of paradise in his five color dungeon deck. Uh-huh. It's a ten ten. Just yeah. a ten ten. <laughs> Forever a ten ten. My wither, <laughs> zero my wither bloom apprentice forever. was a seven seven. Like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. You guys, oh, come on! But my noble benefactor has undying. Well, we could play with some of them. Come on. You guys put a yeah, a power toughness sticker on Amber that made her like a nine four or something. Yeah, she was she was she, she had another ability. <laughs> she got another ability too. I can't remember what it was though. I don't, something nuts. when when she came back to me, she only had the nine four sticker on her, which okay. I I moved to veteran soldier because <laughs> I wanted yeah. to. Um, the, the, the one I'm really proud of is I I played I played exactly two games with the Astrotorium. And the the permanent stickers that I have acquired are, my furnace gremlin, is now creature type. I took took one of the uh, the name stickers. There mm-hmm. was a name sticker that said elephant, and I put it yeah. on its creature type line, 
over the word Phyrexian. So my furnace gremlin is an elephant gremlin. It's not a Phyrexian gremlin. On on National Elephant Day, too. On National Elephant Day, while raising money for an elephant sanctuary, I I permanently turned my furnace gremlin into an elephant. Um, It's been saved. And then I, I, I... the only other Astrotorium game I was in, I was on Aaron the Relentless, and I I changed his creature type as well, but I don't remember what to. <laughs> Something oh, stupid. Man. He's what like an owl now, I think. <laughs> yeah. Owls are cool. <laughs> <That's> so funny. <laughs> yeah. Relentless. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I don't, I don't suggest it. <laughs> Well, there's all something other there, ones, though. There's definitely something yeah, there that could be all built All these other on, ones are yeah. definitely playable, and there's something about Astrotorium that's really close, but it is not... It is nowhere near the other ones. Yeah. I'd just mess around with it. Like, if if you did, like, the Infinity pre-release or something, you just have the attractions, just, like, try it out. Yeah, see what works. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let us know what I you find there, out. There's definitely something there. Yeah. Cool. Let's, uh, let's move on to one that I thought was particularly spicy when I caught it on stream. This is the uh, Eldraine Storybook sort of variation. Yeah. Uh, what do you know about that? So, uh, I, so this yeah, I'll is try like... and get into it. Fred, Fred's told me this story yeah. a couple times. But basically, every LGS, or maybe not every, but a bunch of LGSs were shipped. A thing called Storybook Eldraine, uh, Wilds of Eldraine, something like that. Some storybook thing. And basically, mm-hmm. it's each you have like there's like ten cards, and the cards all do different stuff, but they're mainly kind of like planes. So when you when you're at, when you're at that card, some kind of ability changes, and I can't even remember the abilities right now. Or even they're, I don't even think they're on Scryfall. Oh really? I don't think so. At least I'm not sure. But the, this is like like Eric said. Yeah, there's like these LGSs only got one copy. We have. A friend that works at an LGS, so we kind of got to borrow their copy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how we've been playing with it. But you could probably find them online somewhere and print them out if you're. Like, I can sure, find sure. this shit anywhere because everything I look up for Eldrain yeah, just pops up. Do not it was a see small them thing. It's also it's an it was like Eldrain Commander exclusive thing specifically. So like this is like super hidden secret. Yeah, thing. super super deep <laughs> tech. Um. But yeah, they, it works a lot like planes. Um, it's like a little book, like these little pages. Um, I think the way it works is the um, w- when the first player plays their commander, the first commander comes out, you go to the first page, mm-hmm. and um, they have really crazy abilities. Some of them are like plane chase level crazy. Um, but the way it works, on your turn, you can pay a mana to turn the page, go to the next one, basically. And you can do that as much as you want, which we found to be kind of an it's issue. It's kind of broke. It's you pretty can broken. Like, yeah, because you can just pay until you hit the one you wanted to be. Uh-huh. Uh, but when you hit the end, you just go back to the front. There's only like 10 cards total. But they do really A lot of them are wild. I wish I could find them. I want to like give an example. I can run downstairs and get it, but I think I found a website that has them or talks about them. Wiles of Eldraine Commander Storybook. I swear to God, there's like... That's what this. it's called, but the problem is... I swear this is a real thing. The problem is when you, do, when you look up Storybook, it pops up the storybook uh you know border yeah yeah right. the alternate border yep all right i'll tell you what i'll be right back i'm gonna go find it because i know exactly i know exactly where it is i want an example yeah because it seemed really cool i think i only caught it that one stream uh, i don't know if you guys have played it more than that but it seemed like a really neat um option for yeah. different types of gameplay. Yeah, the abilities are really neat and kind of bizarre there was a lot of there were okay there was one okay i remember one of them <laughs> 
It's really crazy. Okay. Whenever you cast a spell, you can pay X. And if you do, you can permanently gain control of a creature an opponent controls that costs less than X. Oh. <laughs> so you just like drop a Tormod's Crypt, you can pay five mana and steal someone's Sure. Or something. <laughs> Permanently. Permanently. Not that's, even like for the that's turn. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's no big <laughs> deal. There. So like really wild abilities. Yeah. I don't know where they came up with some of these. How did that end up um, playing out as far as like uh, enjoyment of the pod and such? I th- I think, th- okay, the first like two times we played it, it was really fun. I think we really, really liked it. I think once we realized that like it's really cheap to turn the page and you can just kind of keep going till you hit the one that like wins you the uh-huh. game, um, we were kind of like, that's kind of lame. But I think you could just tweak the rules a bit and just say, like, I think it should be more like plane chase, like one to flip once, then two, three, four mana or something should ramp sure. up. Sure. So it's a little weird. Like, there's only 10 of you them. Could, you could you sort of mana. like flip the pages at will almost. Like, as you said, it was a. Right. You just paid for it. Yeah, right. Like, if you have. 10 mana you can just go to whatever page you want basically yeah that's a little lame i can see that being okay for like if you did a pre-release type thing or something but like yeah yeah with like less the game's a little shorter maybe or you just have less resources to do that but that's how it ended up being and one of them i think was like a basically like a trumpet blast but insane (laughs) yeah i found i found it okay eric find that one what's that one the the one that's called realm of story is what the page is called but i can't I still can't Google anything about it. It's weird. But it's uh, weird. Super secret. The one you're talking about is called the Frost Queen. Witch Hilda mm-hmm. used her crown of ice to create a land of endless winter. Attacking creatures get plus one, plus zero for each tapped creature defending player controls. That is crazy. These are you have five tapped creatures. Your creatures have <laughs> plus five, plus zero when they attack. Like, it's crazy. I think this came from, like, an alternate dimension because there is literally nothing online about it. I've been sitting here trying to find it. it. Like, I swear it just came and went or something at pre-releases because... It's definitely, definitely like... There really is no word about it. Yeah, I I can't find anything either. It's so weird. Where'd Fred get this? (laughs) I know where he got it from. I know, right? I don't know, like... and then we talked about, you know, there's like 130, 140 planes. If you're playing Plane Chase, how much is in the storybook? It's literally, I think think there's okay. Yeah, there's only okay. 10 of them. It's a very small list. Um, yeah. But they're each pretty crazy in different ways. Yeah, um, do you want me to... I don't know how anyone's going to find this to try it out, honestly. Yeah, I don't... Right? Uh, you can probably find the games where we played it. <laughs> I could take, like, a picture and post it on into the Discord if you guys are interested in seeing yeah, them. Yeah, that could be an extra for uh, the the pre-show or something, like, throw yeah. that on top. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll throw it, throw it in the show notes or whatever. Because like I'm googling and nothing's popping. That's crazy. Up. I guess like Mm-mm, no story at all. Like, tried to push or anything. It's really weird. Yeah. I didn't even know it was a thing until I tuned in on your stream. It was like uh, the Tuesday after the set released or something yeah. like that, and I was like, yeah. "What?" I, I literally thought it was something you guys created at first until I yeah. like paid a little more attention, and I still yeah, I haven't mean, heard anything about, about it until since then. Fred just showed up with. He's like, "I got a Fred thing." Kicks the door open. Like, what That's is this? awesome. Like, Get ready, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Time. Here, I'll, I'll read. I'll read you yeah. some other Time ones. To party. Uh, oh my god! Whenever a creature with power four greater attacks, its controller may discard a card if they do draw two. Like like this just affects like everybody. Wow! Oh yeah, yeah find yeah. the one that's like pay X to steal something. Oh I was yeah, yeah, yeah. About that one. Mm, yeah, that was my next question. They're 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 kind of like planes in that they affect the yeah. table, right? They're not. Yeah, everyone specific. everyone gets yeah, the stuff. It's a global thing. So the one John's talking Yeah, they about. were for the commander pre-release specifically. So they're mm, like four that multiplayer. Makes sense. Pale as snow. 
Witch Ariat put others under her spell with the help of her cursed apple. Whenever a player casts a spell, oh. they may sack any number of artifacts, enchantments, and or tokens. When they do, gain control of target mm-hmm. non-legendary creature with power less than the number of permanent sacked. It's That's insane. It stuff. Oh. Non-legendary. So yeah, it's designed for EDH, but for us, that means you can steal commanders sometimes. Yeah. Ugh, Liam, Liam, did you even know the storybook existed? I did know it existed. I didn't know how to get your hands on it. It being an LGS exclusive makes sense. I am actively scouring. Yeah, I can't believe that the no pages. no one's like talked about it. Would, it it would have to be. Like, I feel like LGS is. Yeah, it would crazy. have to be like an LGS, like just selling it, probably against like Watsi's yeah. rules. Honestly, right? Probably not supposed yeah. to. Yeah. Like, well, so I'm looking at the WPN page now, seeing if I can find information on it. Yeah, uh, definitely. Let me know if you do, because I'm looking. I'm googling too, and it's just, you know, you get a million links to different yeah. LGSs when you write LGS in there. If, right, if yeah. Adobe opens up, I might explicit. have found it. All right. Well, while it opens up, here's another broken one. I did. Okay. Okay. So, of course, Adobe's going to be. Slow. Oh yeah, she, she's going to struggle now. All right. Yep. So yeah, so you have the Frost Queen, Enchanting Slubber, the Dark Piper, Ruby and the Wolf, Arment and the Beasts, Pale as Snow, the Magician's Misstep, Greta, Witch Hunter, Brawl at the Grand Ball, and the Kingdom of Storms. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's all. Right. So, in this is this is for Patreons because I'm putting <laughs> it in. Uh, so all the links we've been talking about, like the the uh, the Hydra battle, the Horde defeat the God for Theros, whatnot. Uh, the attractions uh-huh. like these are scryfall links that we put into the episode channel which if you are a patreon in the discord you will find under the finished show prep section so i'm putting a link in right now that is for the wpn site marketing materials for eldraine you are Jesus going to christ <laughs> so 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 it's actually it's all their marketing materials so you're going to scroll this page until you find the wilds of eldraine drop down you're going to open that drop down and then scroll to the bottom of it, and you're going to see Wilds of Eldraine Commander Party Materials. It's got a graphic that says Once Upon a Time. You're going to download that. It's a zip file. You open it up. There's a PDF in there with all the, the cards in it. That is the only online <laughs> source. How did you found. find this? That is awesome. <laughs> I'm a tech teacher. That is How awesome. I think I found it. Yeah. Pure, pure that power. Is crazy. There you good, go. Good work. It exists. Liam. We're not making it. It does up. exist. It, right. do, it is real. <laughs> like I, I dug for that. That, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, well yeah. done. There it is. PDFs. <clears throat> Detective crazy. sleuthing right there. Wilds of Eldrin Commander Party Materials. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It is a party. But well, all right, we are working our way towards the end of the show. Do you? Do you two? Um, do you two pals specifically have a favorite type of game mode that you prefer to play? Or is it sort of like, um, you know, like like dessert? Like, you know, you don't want to eat dessert for every single meal. Like, you want to spread these out I a think, little bit. I think my favorite's Vanguard by a pretty substantial margin. Because, like, Vanguard, because of the way we do it at random, it's really fun when, you, when yeah. you random into something that's perfect for your commander. And you're like, oh, oh wow, yeah, that works. Sure. And the power Great. level seems appropriate. On some of them, most of them. Yeah, Vanguard is definitely a little more mild. I mean, it doesn't look mild, but then you look at like Plane Chase. Yeah, it, it's it's, it's mild compared to everything else we do, but it's fine. 
Yeah. Yeah, like Vanguard seems like, you know, something you would play if you want to have a nice game night, whereas Plane Chase seems like something you want to play if you're just partying. You know, like right. if you're having some drinks and you want to do some stuff. You want to make stuff. your fucking friends suffer. Right, yes. Pretty much, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's very accurate. Vanguard, I'd say Vanguard, if I just wanted to name the one that consistently improves a game, it's probably Vanguard. Yeah, I think so too. My favorite, though, oh man, it might just be Plane Chase. I think it has, I think it has to be yeah, Plane Chase, pretty, though. It's pretty just, chaotic. Because it's so different every time. It's been with me for so long. <laughs> you can't get, you can't escape. And it's sort of like it's, it's sort of like embodies everything there. that magic is about too. It's not just the planes, but it's like the variance of it and the swing right. and power, you know, and just all the craziness. Yeah, I love just like crazy variants. I like situations. I like being put into like a weird situation in a game of PDH, mm-hmm. and plane chase just guarantees that mostly. And, yeah, um, for sure. So I think I have to say Plane Chase is my favorite. I don't think it's going to be everyone's favorite. Definitely not. Um, I would say Vanguard is, is consistent fun, but Plane Chase is my favorite. Uh, yeah, I think Plane Chase, I think everyone should try Plane Chase just to see if they like it, because it yeah, is worth it. I, I agree with that. Everyone should try out Plane Chase. Everyone should try out the yeah. island, too. Like We said it before, but Island, yeah, give that island is super fun. And it is a shame that it didn't sell as well to make more, but I really hope for more. Yeah, tell Wizards of the Coast that you liked. Go try it and tell them you liked it so they make more. Yeah, so they make more for sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, before we get out of here, we got a couple things on the list. Uh, Liam, I think, put this in the show notes. What are your thoughts on Arch Enemy? I never did play that one, but I remember it being on the shelves when it was uh, for sale. I, I did not put that on the list. I'm curious who did. Oh, who put that on I there? I put that on the list. Dave uh-huh. put it on that's, here. That's the Aww. thing that I associate with plane chase. Like I never bought any of the plane chase stuff. I've never, I've never owned any plane chase anything. I did buy the Nickel Bolas Arch Enemy set, and I played with that a couple times. Uh, I, I bought it because I'm a, I'm a unapologetic and uh, horrifying simp for Nickel Bolas. <laughs> horrifying. Nothing wrong with that. I, Nickel Bolas has been my favorite character since like 1998. Sure. Fair. Uh, and, like, yeah, it's pretty good. Before, before there was any like meaningful story about him, I was like, this dude slaps. I love this card. I want there to be more Nickel Bowls. And then I got Nickel Bowls, and I was like, I have regrets. Like, whoever heard me say that out loud, please stop giving me Nickel Bowls. <laughs> take it back. Take it back. I wish we could undo this. So, yeah, I, I bought the thing because I wanted to do the Nickel Bowl stuff, and like I, I still have all the, the Arch Enemy stuff. Uh, I've, I've never played with it in any kind of PDH thing. I just wanted to know like what your thoughts about it were. Uh, we have we yeah. have all the Arch Enemy stuff. We have the first run, and mm-hmm. we have the Nico Bolas stuff as well. Uh, we've played mm-hmm. two, I think it's two, two Arch Enemy games. Yeah, a couple. Uh, maybe, maybe three. But uh, one of them, Jeremy's playing Slimefoot, and one very very handily even with all this ganging up on <laughs> him because like sometimes the the arch enemy cards are busted and like there's nothing you can do oh, they're cra- some of them are really yeah, some of them are they, yeah. they're all honestly pretty strong but some of them are and uh the second one that i distinctly remember is i was playing rabid wombat and for some reason i did see that game <laughs> for some reason someone wanted me to be the arch enemy so we played that and i got <laughs> i got destroyed yeah there's no shot there wasn't a single prayer i will say i do not like arch enemy at all honestly okay um, i think it's just not fu- honestly i think it's like you have four people and you're playing 1v1 for some reason because you're basically Interesting. It's, it's one group of three players versus one player, and that's yeah. just one v one, and that takes all the 
interesting mechanics of free for all out of it and just turns it back into basically 1v1 and i just mm-hmm. don't i don't i don't want to play 1v1 i don't yeah I really haven't wanted to yeah, in a long I kinda, time i kind of agree <laughs> sure. with everything you That's said fair. I, I didn't think about it that way but it does turn into a much worse game yeah i, I mean it's just that's what it is at the end of the day you're all drawing your cards at the same time and I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of assuming everybody knows how our genome works. It's basically 3v1, but the yeah. one player has boosted stuff and a free extra deck of crap they can do. Yep. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I feel the same way about like two headed dragon we've done a few times. That's just 1v1. Like, who cares if you have two decks? You're just sitting there and picking out what you do and then you do it as to beat the other player and nothing else. Right. Yeah, those are more um, like focused on how do we, how do we win in that? And that is really not where the pals come from at all. Yeah, oh, that's Pals, a good point. If you yeah. look at this list that we've made of the game modes, like Pals is like, how can we play this game as normally as possible <laughs> throughout throughout all the <laughs> hurdles yeah. we have to jump through? Right. Yeah, we, we like the the insanity of of everything, and taking free for all out of that would just make things less less insane. Yeah, that's Not totally fair. So, like, I don't really like Arch Enemy. I I think it's an interesting idea, and um, I'm sure there are people out there that would really enjoy. Uh, parts of it but for me it just feels like i'm playing 1v1 again and i don't you know i'd rather just like cube or something <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, I'd much all right cube. uh what what else did you put on here dave Nothing. well i i put the next one. <laughs> oh come on <laughs> i quit which is hashtag I, I, professionals professionals i want to hear what the pals think the ravnica clue is going to be because i've heard a lot of interesting theories and and oh my god i'm curious as to what y'all think it's going to be is that is that coming out alongside the karlov incident shit yes so that's gonna that's coming out right when we're in the right when murder mansion or murder mystery stuff yes so oh yeah so yeah yeah, actually the the chicago event uh if you do like the super ultra VIP version, there is an event Thursday night leading into Friday where it's like a moto mystery, uh, like whodunit style real life event where all the participants mm. get a copy of whatever this is. And then there's a different add on for Friday night where it's like a party where it's like, it's like, remembering the night before that like other people can join in on that's not part of the $800 package but yeah, yeah the the weekend of chicago is karlov manor release weekend i believe and i am super pumped to to see what this is like yeah for anybody that hasn't heard of it it's not the game clue skinned as magic the gathering right. it's just that's sort of like the best analogy we can come up with that people have come up right. with right so it's been called a couple of different things, but it's Ravnica Clue Edition, not Clue Ravnica Edition. Right? Yeah, like it's yep. it's not the board game <laughs> Clue reskinned as Magic, but it's it's also been made clear that it's not like they did like an island type thing. So we just have to wait to find out whatever the heck this thing is. Yeah, but yeah. I have I'm, like, I'm, I'm like curious to see if the pals have ideas on what it could be. I have like no real idea what um, it could be. Like, I think it might be another obviously multiplayer thing because that's what sells the most for them. So it would be like yep. a multiplayer game mode. Maybe it could be something like the island where you have to buy a tile to figure out what's going on, 
and then like tr- mm-hmm. and the center of it's the mystery solved. Now I'm, is it is it I'm confirmed hoping. that it's an actual board board I, game or I is have it no clue. just a so tabletop game? Th- those super cryptic on this. Yeah. They're okay. not saying anything about it yet. Yeah. I'm hoping it's like a deception thing. I'm hoping it's like one of the players is a murderer and you have to figure out who it is. What's that game you so, guys like playing so, all the time? What's, so what I'm so like you yeah. have to lie and you have to be like no I'm not the murderer and then like if you get found out something bad happens or yeah I think that'd be really neat that would be pretty what's cool, that one yeah. game you guys play all the time Avalon yeah yeah something like that yeah Avalon yeah, yeah. that could be, could be pretty funny actually. my wife and I my wife and I call that the shouting game no, no, no. <laughs> that's exactly escape what it is. is the shouting game Avalon is the yelling game those are two different the things. yelling game. has she, oh, okay. has she ever yeah, they played, are two different things has she ever played a ten person liar dice Liar's Dice game? Oh, that's, a, that's a shouting yeah, a li- game right there. Liar's Dice? No. <laughs> that's, that's a shouting, a shouting game. game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. We've had some some serious yelling matches with Avalon. <laughs> some that have made Teddy leave. He doesn't <laughs> like yelling. <laughs> that's well, funny. That's hilarious. So I found a written description that is quoting a uh, This Week in Magic stream, like the, the weekly MTG streams they do on Tuesdays. So... This Ravnica Clue edition is a Magic the Gathering variant with Clue flavor and mechanical influence, hmm. but designed by Magic's R&D. So it's Magic with hmm. Clue aesthetics, although a new thing. So it sounds it sounds like the island, but like different, right? There are reimagined versions of the infamous Clue cast incorporated into the new game. Uh, it is a new whodunit experience. It is neither game reskinned as the other. Uh, so for the cast of characters... Uh, Professor Plum is part of House Demir. Mrs. Peacock is part of Azorius. Uh, Reverend Green, or Mayor Green, depending on the version of the game you have, is part of Selesnia. Oh, Mrs. No, White, or Dr. Just, Orchid. Just give me them as planeswalkers. I want, I want Mr. Green as Garruk. I want the red bitch as Chandra. <laughs> Colonel Mustard is Boros. There Ms. you go. Scarlet is cult of Rakdos and dr black uh or mr body depending on the version of the game you're playing is the victim and is guildless oh guildless well i've played a good bit of clue if it's just magic clue i hope it's like something you can play does it say you can play it with like like alongside a game of magic uh it it's it is a magic the gathering variant so i'm imagining that it's going to probably have pre-cons that come with it kind of like yeah. Like the island did, the islands, yeah. but okay. you could. There's going to be an aspect that you could merge into EDH. I I, I yeah. suspect. I, I don't well, know. we're definitely uh, going to be playing with that if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. the object <laughs> Whatever of the it is, game we'll be playing is, with it. The object of the game is to determine who murdered the game's victim, where the crime took place, and which weapon was used. Each player assumes the role of one of the six suspects and attempts to deduce the correct answer by strategically moving around the game board. So yeah, it oh, sounds. So, like so it sounds like a board, yeah. It sounds like game it board. It sounds yeah. like rav. It, it it sounds like magic decks mixed with the actual like board of Clue, but like you don't have the usual notepads or dice or whatever. Like that's gone. You just right, have magic right. cards. Yeah, this that sounds, sounds cool. interesting. I'm definitely down to try that. We'll that just re- have to see what it is. Yeah, that reminds me. There's yeah, a there's absolutely. a little small board thing made for uh, Lord of the Rings that LGS has got as well that we have not played yet. Um, oh, like the Eldraine thing? Yes. Yeah, it's like I, I you get like a ring, a ring power. I don't know. There are certain rings for like the dwarves and elves and shit like that do different stuff. It's kind of yeah. like the Eldraine thing, but, you know, Lord of the Rings flavor instead. But we have yeah, not played with that one. 
Yeah. There's so much free yeah, that one. like game modes out there to just you can just throw on. Yeah. Yeah, spice it up. I suspect if you want to find whatever game mode Eric was just talking about, you could probably find it on the same yeah, that web page that you look at the L train. Yeah, yeah. the, the same link that's in the same uh episode channel. You're just gonna have to find it yourself. I'm not I'm not looking for that. Not yeah, that's on you. That's on you guys. <laughs> He's already done his internet scouring for yeah. the day. Yeah, very exciting. Awesome. That was a very, very good episode. Uh, we'll get all the all the links to all that good stuff down in the uh, show details. So uh, I think that's pretty much it. We're going to move into the outro here, but we got a few more things to wrap it up for the week. Uh, if you need more Popper Commander talk or have any questions about the format, you can follow us uh, on Instagram or over on X slash Twitter. We are the PDH Pod on both of the platforms. You can email the show at thepdhpod at gmail.com. You can head on over to the PDH Homebase's website. That'll take you to their Discord server, and you'll find... Literally everyone in the Popper Commander community on the uh, in that server chatting it up. Uh, you can find Liam and I on Twitter at Popper Command and Popper underscore B. And as always, Dave is the Alcadron. Everywhere else, PDH is being talked about. And pals, where can they find you if they don't know already? Tuesdays, Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern. Twitch.tv slash PDH pals. Come on down, watch us live. That's the best content. Of course, we do have a YouTube channel too. It's just PDH pals uh, where our unedited games go. Um so uh but yeah do turn in live you can you can interact with the game uh with channel points and all kinds of fun stuff so come yeah, come check it fun. out we also have a discord uh you can get a link to that in any of our youtube videos or come watch live and we're always posting it so yeah we're, we're yeah. on most social media things as well you can find yeah. us almost, yeah, we're any, on Twitter, almost we're anywhere on yeah yeah just pretty much pdh pals everywhere you yeah, go. honestly if you're sitting through episode 75 of the pdh pod and you don't know who the pals are like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might want to uh, back it you up a should, little bit. You should re-listen to, it to uh, some episodes. Start with episode yeah. 15. Yeah. Get a, back get to 15, 15 and man. 30 and 45 and 60. 60 yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Man, we get to be Just episode around, 90. So, that's pretty uh, exciting. That is pretty awesome. Yeah. Can't wait. Sweet. Uh, I guess that's going to bring episode 75 of the PDH pod to a close. But first, got to give a big thanks to MTG Brad for letting us use their original music for the show. And from everyone in here to everyone out there, brew a deck, uh, go spice up your own kitchen table. And we'll see you in a week. Peace. Cheers. See ya. Bye-bye. Hello. I brought pump text at the party. 